This is the Farm Hop Life Men's Forum, a traveling homestead family. Uh, tonight, I am, well, every night, I am Matt DeRocher of a Farm Hop Life. And right now, we've got Christopher with us of, uh, did you ever say your farm name, or is it just Secure Coop? Uh, we just I'm just doing Secure Farm. Uh, that's my, you know, side hustle. The, the the farm, I don't know. We never really named it. I guess Goshen is, I like, I'm, I'm partial to that, uh, you know, Goshen Fields or something. But it's just a little you know sure. one acre for us so secure coop secure yeah. farm then secure farm and uh and also joining us is bowtie scapegoat so you two are very uh very recent interviews i've done so like in case no one has put it together the people on the men's forum are people from my interviews all right so yeah. that's that's how you get in uh yeah. make sure you don't like blurt racist stuff or something uh during the interview that's the uh that's the process so everyone else said racist stuff that's why they're not here we passed chris we passed <laughs> so um so one thing that we do since you two haven't been on the men's forum before is uh we used to do current events and that sucked because i don't care about current events let's talk about um like a, like a personal event like you know what uh what'd you do you know this weekend this last week uh whether it be homesteading farming related or just something personal like hey bought a new truck or whatever yeah okay go ahead Chris. first oh yeah. I'll go. okay yeah uh we picked up some new trees some new plants uh on a wife and i go on a date night to our plant man uh date 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 night it wasn't a night date uh visit to our uh plant man and uh and we picked up um some more avocado trees um we got some oh she was excited about uh meha and uh she got some mehas um and, oh and we have now soap nut trees we, we found out they need to that you, you you can't tell whether they're male or female until they grow so you have to get extras just to you know to be sure you get one male and female and so uh, he, but he said, I think he said that these are hermaphrodite soap nut trees. So we'll be able to grow our own. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll his be able words. to grow. Yeah, that's his word. So we'll be able to grow. That was a term. Own, uh, yeah. Or be able to grow our, grow our own soap, soap berries and I'm looking forward to that. Um, and uh, just, I took the week off from the secure coop development. I, I got hired a guy to do part of the, uh, the, the app. And I just, I, I took the week off for myself because I was just starting to get brain tied and just got in, into we moved into this place in october and just had little piles of crap sitting around the house and you know i just got tired of looking at it and said all right we're gonna i'm gonna put all that away and now i know where everything is and i've got i can breathe in the room and you just you just feel better when you can when you can actually have breathing space you know so i just it's it's more productive and i got my my brain away from that work for a little season i'm ready to jump it back into it good yeah, yep. that, that little refresher is always always nice. So, yeah. How about you, Goat? Well, uh, last week I was down in Puerto Rico. We were down there for five days doing some work on one of our places, um, you know, and then uh, came back and got, had to get right into the garden because the garden's like really taken off. Nice. Uh, and so I had to go in there this weekend. I was thinning stuff out and just giving some stuff. Uh, breathing room because I like to cram everything in my garden so you can't even walk. <laughs> nice. What's uh, what's doing best in your garden so far? So um, I would say the well the pole beans haven't produced anything, but they're the plants are you know eight feet tall at this point and nice and full. Everything's got flowers on it, ready to start pushing pods. Um, that and uh, the. The cucumbers, I kind of crowded too much, so they got a little shaded towards the back where my trellis is. And, uh, you know, so that's why I was thinning stuff out, trying to rejuvenate that back portion of it. So they're doing pretty well on the front side. Uh, peppers are moving along. Uh, I got some watermelon and cantaloupe in, in there this year in, in a tight spot, uh, but they're, like, going nuts as well. So everything's doing, everything's doing really good. Everything's doing really good. That's we actually, sweet. my wife made a, uh, we made homemade pesto last night because I have four big uh, basil plants 
Um, and she made an awesome chicken pesto last night that was just probably the best I've ever had. Yeah. Homegrown, you know, homegrown stuff is awesome. That's, that can't be beat. Yeah. What size is your uh, growing space, garden, all that? So I have, uh, I just put an extension on for the peppers this year. So I basically doubled my size, but um, 23 by 13, 13 and a half uh, for the just strictly vegetable garden. And then the same size for uh, strictly super hot peppers. Gotcha. So, and I have, I have some like herb tables and stuff like that, where I have all of our herbs for cooking and spices and stuff. And then uh, we also have one for lettuce, spinach, and radishes. I think we have in there. That's not doing so well, but then we also have strawberries in one too. So, you know, we only have like a third of an acre, half an acre, but yeah, I, I was going to say it sounds like about our size. Yeah, and and you know that that was I, in my interview with Matt. That was one of the things that we talked about. Like space was the the biggest challenge that I came. Uh, came into so you know you get creative and just jam-pack the gardens you know yeah, yeah. you're gonna get a little scratched and you know scraped by the plants as you're trying to harvest but it's all good. <laughs> and here's something i've been wanting to try is uh, the, the permaculture layers like you know the, the the ground cover the uh the vining the the small shrub the tree the vegetation and, and you go, you know, you can you can build that. I've been wanting to try that, like stacking up seven to eight layers in one space. Have you given that a go? No, I haven't really gotten into that, you know, too much. You know, the I just have some trellises for, you know, my vines and stuff like that. Um, I'll grow something, you know, maybe underneath, you know, if, if I need the space. But I haven't really utilized that yet. Yeah. So that could be a way to get you some uh, double, triple quadruple your space there right yeah that's a lot of work chris <laughs> it takes a lot of time to establish all that stuff it really does but you know you just do a little bit at a time yeah yeah that's true who's got who's got who's got time yeah um as far as like personal event here uh might I might do a might do a podcast later, like later this week on it. Um, baby still in the NICU. We actually transferred hospitals uh, today. But as far as like uh, farm stuff, uh, the guy that's taking over, like like managing the property next year when we're gone, he brought over his twenty chickens, and so now we have thirty six chickens. <laughs> oh, man. And. Uh, one of the roosters chased my kid yesterday. And so uh, we still have two roosters. We might not have two roosters soon. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the egg production has just been like cranked up. It's been wild. Uh, I, I got up at 2 a.m. Sunday morning to integrate the, integrate the two flocks after they've been together for a couple days and been pretty, pretty, smooth pretty smooth sailing just a couple little fights you know establishing pecking order or whatever but yeah actually you bring in new new chickens there are definitely gonna be some fights in pecking order yeah yeah yep so oh what did i do to my mic oh or my earbud earphones there we go um so yeah uh hustle culture so um goat your uh your community the bowtie the bowtie community it, it seems like after um kind of observing them on twitter they at least a few of them are very much into the hustle culture like mm -hmm. like grind work 20 hours a day if like if you uh, if you want to make it like quit being poor <laughs> kinda, yeah kind of attitude so uh, do you do you feel qualified to explain what what hustle culture is? Well, I mean, it's it's basically just go get her, like go 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 do whatever you got to do to achieve your goals in life. You know, if you're trying to be rich, like you're not going to get rich sitting around playing video games or scrolling Twitter or you know your podcasts. <laughs> well, no, I mean you can you can you can monetize that. It's like. Sure. You know, you, you kind of have to find your niche. And 
um, really go after if, if um, you know, especially for these young guys. It's more geared towards the the younger generation, you know, 20 to 30, 32, um, you know, because those guys are kind of just setting their path in life, you know. And I think a lot of it has to do with, too, that, you know, America especially has just become soft, you know, like people don't want to work. They don't want to do the hard things that are necessary. They're reliant on everybody else for what they need, um, you know, as far as food, um, education, and, you know, all that. And really we have, we have all the information at our fingertips that we could ever possibly want, you know, with the internet, YouTube videos, TikToks, you know, if you want to learn about something, you can go learn about it. You know, there is no limitations really, except for internet connection. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The, um, do you have, do you have more to add on that, Chris? Well, uh, in, in my pursuit of the, uh, the side hustle, as I mentioned on our, my podcast, also grappling with uh, this persistent chronic fatigue, I have had to, uh, at times, just pace myself and, and just trust that the results are going to come in. Uh, but almost every day, putting in at least a little work on effort onto it. And, um, and now we're like 80, 90% there. And uh, aside from hitting numerous roadblocks, uh, it just uh, my my the, the the stretches of my energy. I'll sit down to try to work with it, and I just don't have it together, and I have to put it off for a little bit until I can get it all together. Uh, but um, yeah, we're, we're, I, I am hustling. Uh, not as much as I'd like, but more than zero. As I said on the last podcast, uh, you know, if you're, no matter how slow you're going, you're lapping everybody on the couch. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, it's for people that aren't insane. Um, I think it's, it is like always going to be not as much as you like. Um, I don't know if either of you two listen to Gary V at all like Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk yeah. and he's always, you know, he, he talks about having like a healthy work life balance. And even though he works like 15, 16, whatever hours a day, he still has a healthy work life balance, but also he's Gary Vaynerchuk. Like yeah. that dude's nuts. And I, I, I heard like a, like he was on like some radio show or whatever. And some guy called in and like, I don't know if he was like actually like that energetic as well, or like just trying to match Gary's energy, but he was obnoxious. I was, I was thinking like this, if this dude like uh, was like my neighbor, I'd move like this guy. Uh, he was so just, just way too like ramped up high energy. Like, like he's, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it unless you heard it. Just like, it just, uh, it's too, it was too much. Like maybe some people are just built that way to just like be annoying go-getters. Um, but it also sounded like, like his, his, uh, his family life, like his personal life was kind of taking a back seat to him, uh, getting what he wanted. Like, you know, he's, he's going after it, but he's letting some other priorities slide as well. And so it's like, is you're either not doing enough because you're trying to fit in all these other things like family or you're just balls to the wall and you know, yeah. don't, don't care who suffers as long as yeah. <laughs> like ends justify the means kind of thing. There has to be a healthy medium. Oh yeah. 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 Unless you just get burnt out. Um, oh yeah. I've been through burnout and, and you're, you're less productive you think you're you think you're more productive when you're just hitting it and you're just down in the coffees, and you end up in in the in the net net result of it you're less productive. So you know just just take your pace yourself and work at the pace you can. Um, I do think though if I hadn't hit so many technical bird challenges I probably would be done three years ago. But it, but even that seems like it would be a year too long if I had full energy. But I just I didn't push it too hard. I just. I just put moved at a pace I could do. So, 
Yeah, and, and something that they preach, you know, in the Botox community uh, with, with the guys is that, you know, just try and be 1% better every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, we we want that mentality of, like, get out there, go get it. If you want something, you got to work your ass off for it. Um, you know, but like we were, like you were just saying, Chris, that, you know, you get, there's got to be some sort of balance. You can't burn yourself out. You can't run yourself to zero. Exactly. Uh, you know, you got to leave something in the tank for tomorrow. Yep. Um, you know, and I maybe I don't stay up late anymore. Yeah, no. And, and, and that's what they're trying to teach these younger guys too. like, don't go out and party. You know what I mean? Like that's what all, that's what all of society's doing. And you want to get ahead of all of society, don't do what they're doing. You know, be yeah. disciplined, come home uh, after work, you know, learn something out, get a side business going um, and then go from there. You know, yeah. so, but. Dylan, how's it going? Good. Um, I just got in from uh, doing chores. Um, I, I went out and found a bunch of dead baby ducks. So damn, there's why'd you that. why'd you whip them so hard? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you familiar with that term um, called slippage by Joel Salatin? I am not. Okay, so when when he was leaving the farm to go work in the city uh, before he was doing it full time he attributed some of the failures of the farm to what he called slippage, uh, meaning that, you know, he wasn't on the farm to, um, I don't know, uh, tr uh, thin out the carrots when they needed it at that right time. Um, and then, then they're, they're doomed to fail for the rest of uh, the growing season, or you weren't at, you weren't there at that right moment when, uh, rabbits were born on the wire, etc. Um, yeah. and so this is our first time raising, um, baby ducks and we got them from another farm and because maybe because they were transferred here, they didn't imprint well on their mom. And so, mm. uh, iteration, we went through some iterations of, uh, them getting like lost because the moms weren't uh, taking care of them. So we said, oh, we'll just put them all together. And I, that's not the answer. Damn, dude. I'm sorry. To anyway. Hear that. That sucks. Yeah. Anyway, we had some other, um, some mom chickens uh, lay on a nest and we got our first uh, two uh, uh, chicks out of it. Nice. So a little bit of uh, yin and yang. Uh, yeah, yin and yang. Yeah, some uh, some failure and uh, a little bit of success. Nice. It sounds yeah. like uh, so. I, I, we like we've talked several times, so I kind of know all the little um, pots your 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 hands are in, or whatever the term is. Like you got, uh, I think you're a pretty good pretty good hustler um, with with all the little things you're doing. So. Why don't you just explain a couple of your little um, revenue streams that you got going on, Dylan? Yes. Bra brag um, a little kinda, bit. Yeah, I'll kind of do a permaculture uh, zones and work work my way out. So No, make it fast. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I said, no, make it fast. Yeah. Uh, so starting with like zone zero, our house, our house is starting to make us uh, quite a bit of revenue uh, in Airbnb. Um, so a little backstory for the other guys, um, you know, it's something we have these, uh, three rooms up upstairs in this, this massive house that we have. Um, and we, we knew we wanted to, you know, cash flow the property, um, by using Airbnb. And so it, this winter, you know, kind of settling into our new, uh, house that we moved into in August, um, just trying to, uh, you know, get our, our routines down. And, you know, one night, uh, or one week we said, let's, let's just get one room done. Let's post it on Airbnb. Let's see what happens. And, uh, the day after we posted it, we got a guest that signed up to stay with us for a month. Nice. And that wow. guest, 
just left. Wow. <laughs> she just left later. to go back to Indiana. I'm surprised she didn't move in. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just talking, you know, a little bit about hustle culture. Uh, we we squeezed that uh, that activity to get the the room set for for Airbnb in uh, the downtime that we had uh, after putting kids to bed. Uh, that's that's the time that we have to work on this stuff. And uh, you know, fast forward, we uh, since since posting our for, uh, first room in March, we've had two other long term rentals. Uh, one gentleman that stayed for two months. Uh, another gentleman that's staying with us until November, and we have four or five uh, short-term rentals um, through September. Nice, impressive. So, freaking sweet, dude. Yeah, uh, we're, we're really happy with that. Yeah. Um, we were before you jumped on. We were we were just talking about things to do, like the balance to you know, not get burned out. And, uh, I think, I think goat, um, was gonna, was gonna say something about that goat. How do you, how do you not get burned out? So, you know, like when, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not so much hustling, you know, these days I'm more taking care of, uh, we have Airbnbs in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, we just, we just purchased the mountain property as well. Um, so you're an old retired man. I got yeah, it. Get, getting there, getting there. I'm still doing projects and stuff like that. I'm just, uh, I cut out the maintenance and, and all that for the landscaping biz. Uh, it just became too much. Um, and it just wasn't seeing enough, enough revenue for it to be worthwhile to me where I could focus my attention elsewhere, you know, uh, mm-hmm. try and build something for the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would get done work. I'd kick my boots off and I would just like literally just sit in silence for an hour or two, just kind of recollect on the day, um, you know, kind of mentally plan for what needed to get done tomorrow. And then I would just basically shut off, um, you know, after that hour or two, just kind of go in the house, relax, read, uh, watch a TV show, you know, conversate with my wife, um, you know, mess around with the kids, whatever. Um, you know, my kids are older now, so it's you know they're they're t- teenagers and beyond. So I don't see them too much these days. You know, they're out socializing and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would just try and shut down every day and you know kind of leave leave work in the truck when I back in the driveway and you know it'll be there tomorrow when I get to it. You know, that's really the only way that you can do it. Now. I'll, that being said, during my busy season in the spring, I would pull all-nighters doing designs and drawings and plans and stuff like that, schedules for the month. Um, but, you know, it, it really does. It burns you out. So I would say, you know, my busy season would start in, you know, the end of February, early March after the snow melt. And then I would be, you know, working seven days a week until the first, second week in June. And then, like, 4th of July is when things really started to slow down, uh, you know, become more more manageable time-wise. So. so how do you not get burnt out on your Airbnb stuff? Like, when stuff, like, just doesn't go well, like, like it rains, it pours kind of thing? Yeah, so, you know, you just kind of have to realize, like, hey, look, I'm going to do... I'm going to do what I, what I can do. I'm going to do everything in my power to fix this. Or, you know, I've had air conditioners break down on clients, um, you know, but luckily we had the house is nice enough. It's got a bunch of air conditioners and stuff in it. So if one goes down, there's still three other ones that can kind of cool the house. But, um, you know, I build a network of people down there that I trust and um, have working for. So I, I can manage it from, couple thousand miles away you're a good delegator yeah Yeah. nice and you know i mean it cuts into your profits obviously but i mean it's going to cost me you know a thousand dollars to fly down there rent a car (laughs) you know if not more you know um so it's it's better off to just 
create a good network like that and, and be able to delegate. Um, don't try and I think early on in my career, when I started my business, I tried to do every single thing. Like I would do all the work. I do all the estimating, talking to clients, uh, scheduling, making sure guys were going where they were supposed to do, uh, training everybody, dealing with payroll. You know what I mean? So it's there's a lot. If you're a small business owner, there's a lot that a lot of hats that you wear and everything just kind of falls right on you. Um, you know, if you don't do it, then somebody you're going to be pissing somebody off um you know so you definitely have to delegate when you can delegate things you know otherwise you're going to just get you're going to you're going to go insane you'll, you'll go crazy and there's there's a points in the late spring where i was very short fused and like ready to blow up on somebody but all right i need a, i need a couple days off i'm going to go up to the mountains or you know down to the beach or something like that not coming um, back yeah yeah you feel like that you absolutely do um but just a just a couple days away is it's a nice refresher the mountains sure. always really did it for me like being out in nature you know where i get to kind of immerse myself in my surroundings and not have to worry about all the hustle bustle of work and uh you know suburban life dylan how do you avoid burnout um, we just had a spell where we were absolutely burnt out. Um, we had uh, we had a power outage for, I believe, four days. And oh man, it, yeah, that was my first like major power outage. And uh, I <clears throat> I listened to the Survival Podcast. I'm an Eagle Scout. I should be prepared. I should have had my generator started know how to use it before then uh that didn't that wasn't the case and uh we we were bringing uh food over to parents houses to put in freezers mm. and uh it was just a um big uh big lesson learned uh the whole time we we're uh when you're in that situation and you know you screwed up all you can do is make a list of what you uh, what you can do uh, to do better. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, right at the like height of uh, you know when things were uh, just kind of hard with the power outage, my wife had to go attend uh, a birth, um, and that that didn't go well. In fact, it went so poorly. Not the not the birth itself, but just the uh, the outcome of being on call during something like that um, she's gone that I'm that, that she's gone and uh, and the kids were missing her uh, which put a lot of stress on on everybody um, she's not gonna do birth uh, uh, doula work anymore um, oh really yeah we're gonna be doing uh, we're gonna be doing like uh, retreats on our farm so people come out and like participate in natural birth um education but but the on-call model doesn't work for our family right now hmm okay um, okay that's so interesting yeah so we're kind of shifting our we're shifting our business model um and that was that was a lesson uh that we needed to do that um so is ashley in the room is that why you keep looking over in the corner no, no, no. She's uh, she's downstairs. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you like kept. He's like, watching to make sure she doesn't come up the stairs. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I'm in, I'm in the Airbnb room that uh, I got to put these sheets on uh, after the after the call. She'll be like, "What took you so long to put sheets on the bed?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, that's that's interesting yeah. that you're shifting shifting your focus because that's like. That's uh, that's like Ashley's like whole like, it's like it's like her entire persona is like she's a birth doula like she, Ashley the birth doula basically that's all I know her of like, so right to, so that's that's kind of that's surprising to me. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we're tell her I'm disappointed. More. Oh, what's that? Tell her I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to combat burnout, uh, I mean, since then. So that was a time that we experienced burnout, and then how do we remedy ourselves from that? Mm -hmm. And what 
what we want to implement going forward is that Sundays, Sundays we don't have any plans. And if we get stuff done, great. If not, then then it's just uh, um, rather, there's no expectations to get anything done, but if we do, all the better. And so yeah. this past Sunday, uh, we just uh, gardened as a family. Um, we put in uh, the the boys helped uh, plant uh, tomato plants while uh, they they the boys got all the tomato plants that were like stunted, and so like it doesn't matter. Go go do what you want to do, uh, sure. and then I'll plant the ones that are healthy. Uh, but uh, um, I, I think gardening time in the future is going to really help with 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 burnout because it brings it back to like why why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then uh, I guess balance is really the answer. Uh, kind of finding joy in the, the small things. Uh, I, I do a pretty good job of that. And uh, I know Ash would kind of agree that she needs to improve on it. Uh, and over the last couple weeks, uh, she really has been um, improving. Good. Um, taking, taking joy in the, the small things. That's good. That could be hard to overlook for sure. Yeah, Chris, you, you were uh, you were nodding along there uh, yeah. about about the about the taking off Sundays. You got it. Yeah, um, I, I mentioned on the last podcast that I'm a born again Christian, and uh, and it's taking a sing taking a day of rest uh, is just so so crucial. Just to to just um, there is a there's an element of trust when you do that because you think that you have to be on guard all the time and be going, 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 or the whole world is going to fall apart. And there's a, there's a time when you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, as goat said, I'm going to just leave the work in the truck. Uh, I'm going to trust that it's not going to all fall apart and that God has got me in my back for the next uh, 12 hours. And going on, going into Sunday is a hard one for me. That's, that's one I had had to learn the hard way as uh, yeah just at that day where like like um dylan said um no expectations if, if sometimes i might do some things uh but only if i really want to um so uh th- that has just been very re- rejuvenating refreshing I, I'll, I'll like um just kick back get myself a nice uh, long sunday afternoon nap you know and just, just just feel the difference. You just feel the difference. Um, but it, it, but it does. It comes from an element of just of trust that you're that you're not Superman. That you can't all hold up the world on your shoulders, and you have to just let some things happen and go. Uh, let some slippage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can speak to getting burnt out on not getting stuff done. Uh, when you have a two-year-old, it's uh, nothing gets done. So you're like, so um, so my buddy that that I interviewed and lives like 15 minutes away from me, Luke. If you're listening or watching, I'm never going to get to my fence posts. Quit asking. <laughs> <laughs> it will forever just sit in the yard, and weeds will grow on it, and. Uh, even though they're treated, they will rot before I get to them. There's your answer. Stop asking. Hey, Luke, go over and help him. Yeah, no, no, you're a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw me a life raft, dude. I'm drowning Come here. On. Uh, Come on, Luke. But, yeah, so, so I don't know. It's like, um, it, it's like a, it's like a frustrating thing, kind of like, like. You're getting like next to nothing done that even if you do something that almost amounts to nothing, you feel like you did something yeah. just because you just weren't sitting on the couch. Like, I, I don't know, something dumb. Like, I took out the trash. Like, it's not piling out like into the, into the kitchen or something. I don't know. Just... Just but you're, you're not doing you're not doing it's not that you're not doing something it's that you're doing something different with a two-year-old yeah you're pouring into them and that just takes time energy and sucks it out of you children are like gasoline midget gasoline thieves they just steal the energy out of you but That's but you're true. doing something 
you're just not doing the things that you really think you ought to be doing. And it, it, it's just a recognizing that, yeah, okay, this is important too. So, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It's just, um, yeah, it's that balance. It's, it's really hard when you're in it. Cause I was, yeah. I was, we were there just like two years ago. And to, when we were in the city on a quarter acre, even to get out and plant a flat of tomatoes was like a feat. <laughs> yep. Like that was a lot. <laughs> um, and, and then now, uh, now the dividends are starting to pay off. Uh, Ted went out like by himself unsolicited. I mean, he asked to go outside, but, uh, he came, he came back in with a cup full of, uh, green, uh, peas. Uh, and it was kind of cool to see, um, you know, it's these small, small things when uh, they get older, uh, that all the work you put in, it's like, it's like you're charging up the battery and now they're starting to, um, you know, give some output, not, not that output is, you know, needed, but it's when you observe it, it's, it's really satisfying. What uh, Dylan's talking about everybody is free child labor. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm down with that. That is all he wanted out of his kids. (laughs) My oldest son was out on jobs with me when he was eight years old. Uh, It was like, take your kid to work day. And he got to get off of school and come to work with dad. And I was like, dude, listen, it's, you know, it's hard work. It's, you know. We're not just riding around on the lawnmower all day. (laughs) I show up and, um, you know, my customer observes this little eight-year-old kid who's like half the size of the weed whacker going around a weed whacking this whole property and thinking like, man, this guy is a real jerk, like hiring some little kid. (laughs) Cheap bastard. (laughs) Let me tell you what uh, going to like work day was with my dad. I sat in his office on like the ninth floor and did nothing. (laughs) There was nothing to do there. He was on the computer the entire time. Like, oh, this was almost this like school was almost better than this. (laughs) At least at least I could see my friends. Oh, dad had dad had me uh, folding newspapers on, on a paper route. But he also uh, delivered cookies to the grocery stores, so we would load up boxes of cookies and and you know uh, snack a few, of course. But um, fell off the truck. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, we would go. Uh, it was uh, I enjoyed that because we would go around the southeast and, and hit a bunch of stores in the Florida Georgia region and get a little travel in. That was fun. Nice. Did he make you uh, deliver papers on a bike with flat no, tire? No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> He had an enormous paper route. It was like uh, 30 miles long and just a 500 papers or something. He had one of the biggest paper routes in the city. And so we would sometimes uh, join him at 3 a.m. and, and, and uh, stuffing papers into a, a bag and, and he'd throw them, you know, so. <laughs> Damn, 30 miles. Oh, yeah, it was enormous. It was enormous. But it was so, uh, toward the beaches, so we got and see the sunrise in the morning. That was nice. So. There you go. Yeah. Um, certain certain things about hustle culture are they are they doomed to fail? What I mean by that is, so when Uber started, it was like everybody did Uber, right? And it was like, oh, it's so profitable. Like, I can I can quit my job, and you know that's all they do now, and whatever. And then there was like this big like bust, and now like Uber sucks. It sucks for it sucks for people trying to take a ride, and it sucks for people like driving. Like the 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 fees are dumb. Like you don't make as much money as you used to driving. Um, like you know, people. It's just it's just it's just not not very good. And then you know those people that just just grind nonstop, and and like it the and then they get burnt out or um or whatever the case may be is is like let's let's for the most part like obviously there's a healthy hustle that's what we could do we could start a website a healthy hustle or something (laughs) um and like is there like is 
hustle culture really like doomed to fail overall? You know what I mean? It, it's I don't think it's sustainable long term. I mean, you know, there's guys you know well into their 60s and 70s still out there like trying to sell stuff, trying to you know create create stuff, put it out on the internet, sell. Um, so, you know, there's certain people that can do it, but they're, um, you know, they're few and far between, I, in my opinion. Um, sure. You know, yeah. Like you, I'm going to do it for this amount of time and then I'm going to mm-hmm. take a step back. Yeah. Like, and, and, sure. I, and I've kind of done that. Like I've done, I've been in landscaping 20 plus years and it's like, I, I'm just ready to do something else now. You know, I'm ready to try and build something else from scratch and and go from there. I, I proved to myself that I could do, you know, start a business from nothing, build it up, you know, and be successful with it. But I'm ready to do something a little easier for money these days, you know. Um, and that's where with the Airbnbs and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's still stressful and you still have to do stuff. But it's not like I'm not humping 15 yards of mulch, you know five days this week you know um where that that was like the norm you know do do a 15 yard mulching job in a day and you know you got to get it done today so you're working until 8 8 30 at night if the sun's you know going down and stuff getting dark but you don't want to have to come back tomorrow because you got another job to do tomorrow and it just you know kind of domino effect where it just knocks off your schedule um you know so but i'm I'm done with that, that part of my life, you know, doing that. I put my time in and I'm ready to, you know, try and use more of my brain than my body, uh, to, uh, to make an income. Nice. Working smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm still going to do projects and stuff like that, but it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of like more on my schedule than say the customers where, I would never say no. I would just be like, okay, I'll go, I'll get it done for you. I know you're having a party Saturday. I'll, I'll be there. You know, now I'm like, well, maybe you should have called me in February and, uh, you know, scheduled it a little bit better, but, um, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Uh, I think for, let's say, let's take the Uber model, for instance, I, I think, Uber was, you know, more popular in larger cities. And so, you know, when they expel uh, their energy, it gets converted into dollars. And then you take those dollars and you're living city life. And I think perhaps living on a homestead is different when where just by the nature of my daily actions, I'm adding value to the property and to my life. Um, like when I go out and just take a leisurely walk to, uh, to do chores, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gaining beauty from the sun. I'm uh, feeding the chickens, which is enhancing the fertility of their, the run and, uh, and the, the mulch and the, making the compost. Uh, as I come back, I pull some uh, greens and herbs for breakfast. I come back and that just took 20 minutes and look how much value I added. Uh, and I'm not hustling, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and then maybe that, that enjoyment of that activity then allows me to you know, hustle further uh, that, on something that, that brings in you know, money, um, like, like the Airbnb. Uh, that that we do, you know, after work and after the kids go to bed. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think the how how you hustle and the environment that you do it in uh, is the uh, the key. Because uh, I think uh, homesteading, um, you know, that that type of hustling, I think that's going to w- win um, overall. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, the homesteading, you, you started to mention your, your, your permaculture layers of your, of your hustle, particular hustle. I didn't hear all of them. I'm sure that you're doing all sorts of interesting, fun little things that, uh, that build up. Because when I think of the word hustle, I think of the concept of a hustle. I think of somebody who's getting out there, 
who's not accepting life as it comes to him, but he gets out there and he just grabs it and he says, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do it. I, I've got, I start thinking, I've got these uh, resources and how am I going to make use of them in a way that uh, sort of uh, stacks and layers up the income so that it's not just one source of income, but it's, you know, multiple streams. And so the, the farms, the farmstead, the homestead, the little, little one acre, half acre, like we've got, um, can still, you know, feed our family. That's replacing grocery bills. So that's like an income. And then, uh, you know, we might be able to then at some point start trading eggs and, and trading and selling. Um, uh, Jack says, uh, sell your goldfish. I don't know if I can ever do this, but sell your goldfish as uh, heirloom Asian carp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the idea is sound is where, you, where you're growing something that, that um, doesn't cost you a whole lot of input. Farmers have traditionally been the kind of people who who buy at retail and sell at wholesale. And so the hustle or the guy who's, who's, who's doing the hustle, uh, he's going to want to reverse that. He's going to want to do value add and, and um, uh, you know, take the, uh, 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 he, he described, a, a Jack described something where you're taking meat birds and you're raising them to a certain point and you're selling them. And that interests me. So I got to look into that some more. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's doomed to fail. I think that, uh, that, that the ones that are, we hear about a lot are phasing out the Ubers, the, the, uh, Instacarts they're, they're on the decline because they captured some wave of, um, of combination of, of cheap gasoline and, and, uh, and, and regulations were favorable at the time. And then they just started to not work, work against them. And they, they, they a lot of that cruft. But um, but hustle in general has been just done from time immemorial. You know, it's always it's always going to be done. It's always going to be it's always going to be people who won't accept the card that they've been given. They they're gonna, you know the hand that they've been given. They they say I, I could do more with what I've got. So I think they're always it's always going to be successful. I wonder if you you made me th- think of something, Chris, that the means of which the hustle is done could be the problem. So like if you hustle for something that you've built, that you've established that has lasting power other than, you know, something do it like doing something like Uber that you're work, you're working with Uber's terms, Mm -hmm. not your own, but yeah, you get to work when you want. Yeah. But those terms and conditions are still Uber's, not yours. Um, whereas, you know, Dylan, Goat, and you, Chris, um, you know, you guys all have your stuff that, you know, you're, you're doing it on your own, um, on your terms. And you, yeah. like, Goat doesn't want to do landscaping anymore, not because uh, landscaping.app or whatever has changed their terms and conditions. Like, he's just like, I'm... I just want to do something different. And, you know, yeah. with the Airbnb, you know, yeah, you're on Airbnb's terms and maybe you can still still hustle that property um, through your own means, make your own website, push it. I mean, it's a lot more work, but again, yeah. staying power. You got to wear more hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I got um, an example of uh, kind of little hustle that we did uh kind of captures the the uber in here uh so we just got a uh, rental uh for this weekend and next weekend for someone who's a flight attendant uh so they're gonna stay at our place uh while they do you know some shifts so they they have to get to the airport so we're we're thinking hey can we drive you to the airport how much how much would uh would that be and so we're kind of taking that like Uber model and saying, "Hey, we're just going to do this ourselves. It's going to be our turn." There you go. We, Function we stacking. Value added. It's value added. Yeah. So yeah. bam, on top of these two mm-hmm. rental stays, we just added two hundred dollars. Damn, that's dude. A, that's, that's a nice. That's a nice upsell. You know? Yeah. And and that's something that you can offer to all your. Uh, all your clients too. Like I thought about a place in Puerto Rico doing a, uh, you know, either getting like a golf cart and renting that to people or even just getting a cheap car and having it for them to rent there while they stay. Mm. Uh, you know, so. if it's in Puerto Rico, it better be a hoopty. 
yeah. <laughs> it's got to have got to have uh, a good sound system and the wind has got to go down that's it live like a local that's right that's right that'd be that'd be hilarious <laughs> got 24s uh so we're uh we're coming up on time here quickly um what what do you guys what do you guys want to wrap up on what what about uh what about hustle culture haven't we touched on yet oh i wanted to say uh something two things that uh that i've kind of uh taken from this year uh in terms of hustle i i guess i'll, I'll throw in three so the first one uh john willis from SOE Tactical talked about how he breaks up his day and he breaks up his day into uh, four six hour chunks. And in each of those chunks, he does certain activities. So, um, you know, towards the, uh, the end of the day, uh, when the, uh, the body is fried, um, you can do just mindless stuff, but you're, you're at least doing something to further, um, further your life, further the business. Uh, the second is I, especially on the weekends, I always try to take a nap. Uh, they, there's this, uh, the saying for, for new moms, uh, sleep when baby is sleeping. Uh, it's, it's hard to do when you're living your life, but uh, whenever, whenever I'm watching the kids for the day and Ash is out uh, uh, doing things, I, uh, I try work, uh, in the morning, I, I'm, I'm doing stuff with the kids, doing some gardening, uh, some other, uh, miscellaneous things, but I always try to take a nap because I always feel recharged and I, I, I don't know where I heard it, but Winston Churchill during world war II always took a nap, um, because he said that it, uh, it's like getting two mornings in one day. And he was always very productive in the morning. Mm. So I'm like, okay, if Winston Churchill can do that, yeah, uh, I can do that. Yeah, sometimes I get in, in the middle of the day at at a, at a work day, I get go off and I get to go a little fifteener, and I, even if it's five seconds, it's something that, that like it, it flushes out into the chemicals and the hormones, and just I'm alive again. I can I I can I can brain again. <laughs> Yeah, I I really don't watch any TV shows to like decouple me from reality. The only thing that I have for that now are naps because it's almost like a uh, out of body experience, and then I get you know, and then I go, uh, then I go back, you know, to regular life, and it, it it's great. Uh, but I will say the third thing um, that really helps me um, is reading the. Uh, seven habits of highly effective people. I, uh, I would <clears throat> during, uh, or through work, we, we have goals and my supervisor said, why don't, why don't you read a book about leadership? And so I'm like, okay, this is a good opportunity to, uh, uh, I, I tapped into my research to the, our community and said, Hey, what leadership book should I read? And John Bush is like seven habits, read it, do it. And uh, I wish I would have read it uh, ten years ago, but uh, uh, that a lot of uh, habits from that book, uh, you know, I've, I've taken forward into, um, you know, our, our hustle culture. So then you re- you wrote your own books uh, titled something like Seven Actual Habits of Highly Successful People." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First one, take a nap. <laughs> yeah, dude. On the on the nap thing. Uh, like it's such a fine line with me. I can easily OD on a nap. Like, like if if I sleep longer than twenty minutes, like I, I overdid it on the nap. It's, it's too too much. Like it, it just become more lethargic. And you then you wake up. Year is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's something that I'd like to add to with the you know closing out here. That you know, for if you're going to do hustle culture, if you're going to go out there and go, you know basically you know pedal to the floor um do it while you're young do it in your early 20s do it in you know uh before you turn 30 because once you start hitting 35 like your body's going to start slowing down you're not going to be able to do those 16 
18 hour days like you did when you were 20 years old. Um, you know, so go out there, make your money, hustle, don't party. Um, you know, because I think that's a lot of people's mistake. They'll go to a four year college to just go party their butts off, you know, come out in debt and then, Barely um, anything. you know, yeah, then they're then they're one hundred thousand dollars in debt and, you know, they can't 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 afford to buy a house, you know. So, um, you know, it's just compounding that way. But, yeah, definitely go out there, do what you can while you're young, do as much as you can while you're young. So that way, when you hit 30, 35, you can kind of start to slow down, relax and, you know, do something more fulfilling than, you know, just hustling all the time. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, there's some people that are more driven than others. But, um, you know, I was very driven in my 20s and 30s. And, you know, now I'm in my 40s. And it's like, yeah, you know, I want to stop and smell the roses now. Yeah. You know, dude. I wish I like hustled like just nonstop in my twenties instead of dicking around whatever I was doing. Like I was, I was still figuring it out like a bunch of bunch of crap. But I wish I was like, like more encouraged to like go after random stuff instead of just like get a job. Like that wasn't helpful to me. Like that was so not helpful long term. Like go, just go get a job. Like cool. Now I know how to be an employee. And now in my 30s, I'm learning, like, how do I be a small business owner? Like, how do I, like, this is, like, I'm only, I'm, like, I, I, I'm a late bloomer, I guess, or something. I don't know. But, like, uh, a follow-up question. Uh, are you guys, have you guys, wow, learn to talk. Are you guys coming up on your peak? Are you at your peak? Or are you coming down from your peak in terms of like, uh, you know, I guess like success or like I've, I've, I've like maybe like goat. I know you're like a little bit older. Like, all right, I'm I'm at my peak, you know. Or like, nah, baby, I'm still I'm still rising. Like this, you haven't even seen my final form. <laughs> yeah. So so I'll answer I'll answer that first. If you guys don't mind, um, you know, like. I would say physically, I, I'm, you know, probably on the, the downward decline here, um, you know, but I can still go hang and do 12 hours a day if I had to. Don't don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, like as far as success goes, I, I don't think I've even come close to my peak yet. And then nice. I have I have very ambitious goals still, um, you know, like I I envision having a small empire of Airbnb rentals, properties and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of it is just because I experienced something, you know, as beautiful as Puerto Rico is, the rainforest, the beaches, the culture. And I want to share that with other people. Um, you know, my love for nature, we bought this mountain property and I want to share that with other people. So it's like, doing something that's fulfilling to me and it's something that I'm passionate about being outside in nature and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, and I can also make money doing it. So I think it's a win-win for me and it's, you know, far more appealing than going to somebody's house and, uh, pulling weeds, you know, putting mulch down. You know, I don't even like doing it at my own house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I love gardening and working in the vegetable gardens, the flower beds. I'm like, eh, you know, it's a, I, I just uh, burn out from that for, you know, doing it 20 plus years. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what about you, Chris? You at your peak? You yeah, no, not even close. Uh, I got the vision and, they, and Dylan was talking about the seven habits and, uh, the, 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 one of the habits is to uh, start begin with the end in mind. And it's when you get that vision. Uh, I've got I, and, and and this little this little homestead we got is was part of that vision. I had wanted uh, my wife and my children to be self sufficient. I'll be okay no matter what happens, but they are counting on me. I'm the breadwinner in the family, and to ha be able to have. Um, you know, aquaponics and ducks and, and chickens and, and, um, and a little bit of a an income that comes in and, uh, you get the foods out there. And, and so I've got that, had that vision and we're pretty close to, to, uh, 
achieving that, but I'm looking beyond that going, what else, you know, what's more, what's more, uh, you know, I, I, perhaps uh, with now that COVID's uh, lifted, I could even be thinking about uh, traveling around and, and setting up some things. I have some ideas, you know, so beginning with the, with the end in mind has given me that, uh, that fire in my belly to continue push through every day when you know, with some days, man, this is really challenging. It's really hard. It felt like giving up, you know, but I'm going to keep on pushing through because I've got that vision. So, no, I'm not not anywhere near, but I've got that uh, that, that big picture of that, that homestead with the with the uh, the fuel is taken care of. The the the, the, doc, you know, the, the the eggs and the protein are taken care of the vegetables. The wife and the children are set for life. And that's been my vision. So. Oh, we lost go. Yeah. Um. Go ahead, Dylan. Yep, uh, not even close. <laughs> uh, in terms of um, animal or uh, food production, um, we uh, we have yet to uh, uh, scale uh, higher, um, more chickens. Uh, not not sure about ducks. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to come back to that one. But uh, uh, more more gardening, more perennials. Um, more permaculture systems. We want to do uh, homeschool events, the uh, birth, natural birth uh, retreats, uh, kind of like the uh, baby moons, uh, so people can stay in in our Airbnb rooms. Uh, we can have a uh, you know put on a dance for people in our in our barn, and uh, yeah, we uh, we have uh, a lot of room to grow here. How about you, Matt? Yeah. Dude, I'm just getting started. Like, yeah. you talk, if you talk about, like, building a fire, like, yeah. it's only starting to smoke. Yeah. You know? Like, I haven't even thrown on, like, any real, like, kindling on it yet. Um, Here we go. Let's do dude, it. When, what, there, was a, there was something on Twitter recently. It was something like looking forward to 40 or, you know, after 40 you did yeah in the decline or whatever and i'm like dude i can't wait what 40 looks like um because like i'll be able to look back at like now and see like what it took to get to where i'm going and you know how much progress i've made and all that like i'm bring it on dude bring on 40 yeah um, and and 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll keel over and die at 42. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah. So is there anything else you guys want to wrap up on? Because we're, we're at time. Anything else you want to say? No, I don't think so. It just it cut, cut off on oh, me. And I was like, oh. Yeah, we actually closed the show without you. Yeah, I was like, "Oh man, I guess I wasn't popular." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, been, it's been fun talking with you guys. Uh, nice meeting you, Dylan. Nice meeting you, Chris. And uh, Matt, a pleasure as always, man. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, appreciate. I, I mean, I literally couldn't do this show with uh, this this version of it, anyways, uh, without you guys. I appreciate your time. And uh, go ahead and uh, plug your stuff. Go. Why don't you go first since you uh, want to leave so badly? Yeah. <laughs> All right, take it easy, guys. Have a good night. No, pl plug your stuff. Say your stuff, plug dude. Stuff. Oh, what? Oh, I thought you were saying unplug. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's, you, he's new here. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Bowtide Fall Guy. Um, I'm on TikTok, Instagram as Bowtide Scapegoat. Same thing for YouTube as well. Nice. I'll have links to your stuff. Yep. Dylan, yeah. Go ahead. Everything's in my uh, link tree in my profile on Twitter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Dylan. Dylan, say something. He's frozen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, again, this is Dylan Hazy at Step Presence, where we lift families through an experience. And while oh, no. My he went crazy. He went Max Headroom. <laughs> Oh man, Dylan, uh, if you uh, Max Headroom, can I? I can't, dude. Uh, uh, at uh, wow, stop your video and just do audio. 
You're going wild, dude. Oh, what? All right, now try, now try to say something. No, that was worse. Okay, so that is Dillish Nazy of a Steady okay. Presence. Does and that they work? Lift up. Okay, now you're better. That sounds better, I think. Go ahead right, and say your stuff. Oh, can you hear me? All right, all right. We're, we're, okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say your stuff. Uh, I cannot hear you. Where we lift. <laughs> All right, so Dylan of a steady, steady presence. Uh, they they do like doula stuff. Um, they're pretty cool. I like Dylan. I like Dylan and his wife Ashley. They um, they're good people and they they're hard hustlers. There, I, I plugged your stuff. I plugged your stuff for you. <laughs> go 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 ahead, Chris. Yeah, uh, securecoop.com for the device that opens or opens and closes the coop sends notifications to your phone with that guarantee that I'll replace the entire flock. If something happens to your, your flock and I don't notify you, I will replace the flock up to 20 birds. Uh, securecoop.com. You can hit me up. I got all the socials there on the, on the page and uh, get, use the coupon, uh, get the ebook there for coop protection, 40 ways to protect your coop and use the uh, coupon uh, farm, heart, farm, farm hop life rocks. Yeah. Yes, sir. Get the coupon, uh, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to start selling, Lord willing, the end of this year. So get on the uh, mailing list. So be notified. And I am Matt DeRocher of a Farm Hop Life, a traveling homestead family. Uh, you can find me anywhere and everywhere uh, on social media, and I'll have links to everyone's stuff uh, in the show notes. So thank you guys for being here. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll we'll catch you next time. Uh, why don't you guys hang out for just a second? Yep. All right.